It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season one, episode number 28. Calling this one bullpen blow up up in Bratsville as the Cubs drop the series to the Brewers. One game to into two. The Brewers take that series, winning on both Saturday and Sunday. And, of course, our guy Crowley, a big contributor and member of the Club 400. And last weekend, August the 21st, he was out at Club 400 Palooza and had an opportunity to talk to Patrick Wisdom, who has been out for a couple of days with a finger injury. Like the Club 400 fans and the Cubs fan base. Um, no, not really. Uh, this is one of a kind, I think. Um yeah, so Cubs fan helping Cubs fan. I mean, it's the motto, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure to be included in this uh, in this club. So Patrick, I'm gonna. I had a little bit of a panic attack yesterday, eleventh inning. Uh, you were sliding into the base. Uh, how are you feeling? How is the hand? First off. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, my hand feels good, and uh, I look forward to being back out there. So I am watching. It's the ninth inning, and the Cubs and the Brewers have their one of the best closers in baseball, Devin Williams. And if you've ever seen his stuff on Pitching Ninja, go ahead, figure it out. Nico Horner grounds out, one out. The Cubs are down, one run, and then Mr. Wisdom works a ten pitch at bat. What is your mindset against a guy like Devin Williams going into that, knowing you have two outs to work with, down one run, and this guy with what he throws? What are you doing when you come up to the plate? Uh, my mindset in that bat was uh, I was better than that guy and better than his stuff. For sure. uh, so that's just the mindset I had to go have. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, in that in that moment, in that at bat, and uh, just wanted to get on base uh, for the guys behind me and for the team. You come in and score, and you also had the double that tied it up in the eleventh before you know you were thrown out at home, which wasn't your fault. But Thank you. we're glad that you're healthy. We're glad that you're healthy. You. The next team, the Brewers are gone. You guys took two of three, which we won the series. I think it's like, what, five in a row? Yeah. And so the next team to come in are the Redbirds, the Cardinals, and I think Danny Rocket um, I think Danny Rocket made our feelings towards the Cardinals very well known as we were hitting the cowbell. Um, but <laughs> you, Patrick, were drafted by the Cardinals, and the Cardinals, we know, and it sucks for us, always have a good eye for talent. What was it like as you were being drafted by the Cardinals? Uh, it was it was awesome. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's a you know historic franchise, just like the Cubs, and so 
um, you know, they taught me how to be a professional, how to win, and then uh, so when I got over here, I know what to do to beat them. <laughs> so you are drafted in 2012 and you make your major league debut in 2018. How many hits and how many RBIs did you have? In my first game? First game. Uh, two hits and one RBI. Oh, two hits and one RBI. I was just testing them. Two hits and one RBI in your major league debut. But 2012 to 2018, we've heard a lot about the different prospects that the Cubs have. And people think that it's just like a linear kind of progression. You know how hard it is to get to the show. What do you tell the young players, like we have Christopher Morrell and a bunch of the younger players come in, what do you tell them about your experience about going through the minors? Um, you know, it's, it's a journey and you got to learn, um, you have to learn the whole way through, uh, just so that way when you get here, um, you know, you have those experiences to fall back on and, um, you know, those, those tough times that you went through, uh, even the good times, you know how to handle each, each thing that's thrown at you and, um, you know, it's, it's the journey I think is the best part and you get to do things like this and, um, you know, I think it's, it just helps you, you know, perform at this level. So you're with the Cardinals, you get traded to the Rangers. I want to say there's a quick stop with the Mariners and then you come to the Cubs. And your first at bat for the Cubs, how well do you remember that? You remember your two hits in your RBI with the Cardinals. Your first at bat, do you remember it at all? I do, it was against the Sox. And you were pinch hitting for? I don't know who. Anthony Rizzo. Oh, it was? It was. Crowley knows. And so that had to have been when, when David, we were at spring training. We had already met you. We already uh, did some karaoke. And when you karaoke with someone, it creates a bond, right? It does. And so when, when you came out to spring training, David Ross tells a story about he had to tell you because for the very first time, you had made the team without having to do that. How did that, he talked to you. Tell me about that conversation. And how did it feel to have that weight off your shoulder to know you don't have to make the team, you're on the team? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um... Yeah, he was very casual. He, we were taking BP, and he comes up to me. And he's like, you know you're on the team, right? And I was like, I am? And he's like, yeah, you didn't know that from the get-go? I'm like, no, I've never been in a position to do that. And so, um, I mean, he could see the emotions kind of running over me, um, as he told me. And so he just put his arm around me and said, you know, you're on the team, so you can go and relax. And then uh, that day I went and hit two homers. So that was cool. That's relaxation. So when you are with the Cubs, when you get called up in 2021, all of a sudden, a lot of people were surprised at the power that you had. You were named NL Player of the Week, and you start popping home runs. And I saw Bleacher Jeff out here, Danny Rocket. There's a lot of Bleacher bums out here that are here day in and day out cheering on the fans. And talk to me how, it, you know, like I said, you're with the Cubs, you're with the Rangers. What was that experience like to have the fan base, like I said, with some of these guys that are always here cheering you on? What's that like every day, 30 to 40,000 people packed at this right here beautiful field behind us? Honestly, there's nothing like it. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what you did the day before. It could be the best game, the worst game you've had. You run out there for a stretch, and you got Bleacher Jeff hooting and hollering. You got, you know, the bleachers just cheering your name, and, uh, you know, they're just super excited to see you out there. And, um, that's very comforting, you know, coming to play here every day. Um, you know, I'm just super thankful for this fan base and to play in Wrigley. It's just been amazing and I look forward to many more W's. Speaking of W's, the Cubs are hot 
And, you know, it, it was kind of scary because you traded, the Cubs traded their three best back-end pieces of the bullpen. When you talk about David Robertson, and you talk about Afros, and you talk about Chris Martin, and you talk about all these guys, there's a transition that you know it, it's happening. As far as the clubhouse and the vibe in the clubhouse after all that's going on, because we were all here when Wilson, everyone thought Wilson and Ian were done. Like, like literally, like there's hat tips and cheering and crying. And, and, and you're in the clubhouse and it looks like it's over and the trade deadline passes. What is that? What did that do for the team? To have Wilson and uh, Hat remain? I think it was big. It was... Um... It was it was good for the clubhouse. It was good for the team, um, just to have you know some sort of veteran cub, if you will, uh, you know a tenured cub, uh, stay here and kind of show us the way, I guess. You know, kind of lead the pack, um, just knowing that they've been cubs their whole career and um, you know they'll continue to be cubs. So um, we're glad to have those kind of rumors squashed and over with. It was a, a nice breath of fresh air to to have them in the lineup that day. So five series in a row that the Cubs have won. Again, two of Captain Cubo is happy. So, you know, now, now now the Cardinals come in. What do you think has happened? Because after the trade deadline, you guys have really gone out of tear. What do you think has kind of been driving these winning these series? And you guys just, as a team, look more comfortable, more relaxed. What, what do you think is going on that's kind of changed since the trade deadline has passed? Uh, we're scoring more runs than the other team. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, that too, but <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's just trusting in one another. Uh, you know, trusting in your teammate alongside you to get the job done. Um, so that way, you don't have to bear that weight and that pressure of um, you know carrying the team on your own. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of discussions with guys, just letting them know, like, hey, what's this is a team, uh, team offense, team pitching, team defense out there, and if we can all play as one unit, then. Um, you know, we'll continue to do what we're doing. The one thing that we've noticed as far as this Cubs team is that they're, you know, okay, whatever, however games, however many games we're out of first, we're, you guys are out of first, you know, it, it's one of those things that it doesn't seem like you guys have a lot of quit in you. Still and so when, when, when I think about yesterday, you're down in the ninth, you're down in the 10th, you're down in the 11th, but at no point did we see you guys give up. Talk to me about David Ross and the coaching staff and kind of what they instill in you guys as far, because it looks like you guys, even though, you know, it's, it seems like very difficult to get into the postseason, it seemed like you guys are still fighting. Yeah, yeah no quit, um, like you said. And uh, Rossi does a good job of, you know, kind of, if we need that fire lit under our butt, he's, he's there to light it. And, um, you know, I just, I just think that as a group, we don't have that, like, just... Uh, we're throwing in the towel. We're in. We're in third place. Like, no, we're we're gonna be spoilers. We want to, you know, wreak havoc for the other teams that come in here. Um, you know, we play the Brewers and the Cards really well, and so, yeah. um, you know, we just look forward to like, you know, ruffling those feathers and making it tough on these teams. I gotta laugh because every time I see Christopher Morrell, he's talking, smiling, or hugging somebody. Yeah, kissing <laughs> somebody. What what has what are some of the younger players that you have seen? Whether it's Morrell, whether it's Brandon Hughes. Some of, some of the young blood that's come in, what do you think they've interjected into the clubhouse? Uh, ener energy, for sure. Um, you know, they're just always happy and positive, and you can tell that um, they enjoy being here. And it's a good reminder that, you know, this is a game, and um, you should be happy to be here and play in Wrigley and play alongside um, these teammates that we have in this clubhouse that we have. And so 
you know, when you see them just bopping around with smiles and energy and, you know, giving fist bumps to the umpires. How many times does Morocco you? Yeah. Just a few. How many uh, kisses? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, bumping, you know, giving the umpire fist bumps as you yeah. watch the play. <laughs> I just, love it. Just chatty Cathy, but he's, uh, he's good and, um, you know, it's, it's electric to watch and just, uh, just like with the other young guys, just fun to have on the team because they're, they're, uh, they're balls of energy. 2003, Eric Karros is playing first base, and when the season's over, he, you know, he was a Dodger most of his career, he ends up saying, you know, every player should experience being a Cubs player once in their MLB career. What do you think when you hear about that now, reflecting on everything so far that you've been through? I mean, no truer words have been spoken. I mean, that's that's the epitome right there. If, if you could play for the Cubs, I would highly recommend it, because, I mean, the fan base is amazing. Um, they're so supportive. Playing in a historic Wrigley Field is, you can't beat it, honestly. And so, um, you know, the city of Chicago is always behind you and it's just, it's been amazing. You got some fans up there. All right. Last time you were at Club 400, someone asked something about a library book. Yeah, and I, we're, not yeah. even, you wanna, you we're not even gonna go there. But, but I just, you know, I wanted to kind of throw it out there if anybody had any questions for Patrick, uh, you know, and, and please keep them non-library book related. <laughs> Sir William, go ahead. Why can't I win at trivia games? And why can't I win at bingo? Um, I think when the lights come on you, Patrick, I think you would know this. When the lights come on, it's a different type of situation, yeah? If you got to rise to the occasion. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, I'm supposed to be on your side. I was looking for some help, and as far as bingo, Wayne Messmer never calls my numbers. That's a fact. That, that is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. Is there skill to bingo? No. Yes! He no. Call, Wayne calls the numbers, and every year at CubsCon, we're talking 20 years, I said, Wayne, this is the year my numbers come up. Nope. Nothing, nothing. Nope. You, you 18? Yeah. Any other questions for Patrick? Not for me. <laughs> Go ahead in the back. <laughs> yeah. Favorite home run. Um, my favorite home run, I'm gonna be selfish. I think the one when I broke Chris Bryant's record. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. For sure. I gotta, I gotta ask you, because I asked Ian this in trivia, and Ian's really good at trivia. <laughs> yeah. You broke Chris Bryant's record, but do you know whose who's record Chris Bryant broke before that? Yeah, yeah Billy Williams. Oh. All right, so you are in good company, my friend. And, and here's a question for you. The home run shirt Sorry. pull, how did that start? How did that, how did that come about? Um, so it started right when I got called up. I hit a homer, I think, in my first game, and uh, I was wearing a tank top underneath my jersey. And I think like Jock and Rizzo, um, they're like, "Oh, you go no undershirt? Oh, Mr. Tough Guy." <laughs> like, no, it's a tank top. See, and then I kind of pulled it to the side. And then so I hit the homer, and Jock was like, "You gotta show it off." So I just and then just kind of ran with it, and yeah, so it just it just kind of evolved, and that, I think those are the best when it just kind of happens naturally, and uh, you go with it. Your manager was involved in a very famous Cubs meme recently, where he uh, gave two birds 
And I believe that was to Jock Peterson, who you just mentioned. Does that surprise you that David Ross would give two birds to Mr. Peterson? Absolutely not. <laughs> Ian, you have a question, buddy? So his question was, uh, what did I think of the play when Javi Baez uh, was against the Pirates last year? Yeah, yeah. Kind of ran to first, kind of ran back home, and then got to second. And we scored <laughs> runs. Uh, I was in complete shock because that was uh, a circus of a play when uh, they could have just thrown it to first and touched first and he would have been out and no runs would have scored. But hey, that's Javi Baez doing Javi Baez things. Thank there you, you go. <laughs> I, hit, I hit home runs in this video game every single time, so thank you. I've talked to a lot of the young prospects. They're all into MLB The Show. Do you play? I don't know. No. <laughs> okay, Sorry. you like me. You're good. Sorry, no. Captain Cubo has a question. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. The Field of Dreams game, yes. Uh, that was one of the highlights of my baseball career. Um, we had a good amount of time there to walk around the facility and, um, you know, see everything, get through the corn, uh, just really immerse ourselves there. And, uh, you know, it helps that we came out with a victory. And, um, you know, it's just they did a really good job there. And I think everything was, you know, crisp to a T and uh, details were, were there and you could see them. And so, um, you know, it's nice to have my family there as well. I think just the all around experience was um, something I'll never forget. How's the figure, man? Did you guys, so you guys walk through the corn. I mean, like that, that's the thing that blows your mind. So you, you sit there and it was, Stu and I were there. We went we went to the Field of Dreams and we, I think you waved at us. I don't know if you knew it was us cheering for you. I, saw, I have a selfie with Stu. I didn't see you. <laughs> Stu made me get the beers and so, uh, but uh, but uh, when you sat there and you, you walked through the corn and right in front of you was Griffey Jr. and Griffey Sr. And walking out with you is Sandberg, Dawson, uh, Lee Smith, uh, Johnny Bench was out there, uh, just Fergie, all these guys. What was that like, that whole experience? Yeah, well, so we were sitting back there behind the corn um, with these Hall of Famers, just shooting the breeze. Um, and I got Johnny Bench was in my row, and so I just turned around. And I was like, "Mr. Bench, nice to meet you." And so it was, it was like really cool experience. And he was like, "How many homers do you have?" And I said, "20." He's like, "I know, I've been following." I was like, "You been following me?" He's like, "I know who you are." So that was pretty cool, uh, you know, to see a Hall of Famer, you know, just know who I was. I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. There's a question by the young lady right over there. A young lady. Yeah. Funniest teammate. Of all time? The current Cubs. 
Um, the funniest guy on our team right now. Um, while I'm running through the names, going through the lockers. Uh, it's coming to me. Hold on, give me a second. No, I'm kidding. Um, Strowman's funny. I think uh, you know Willie's funny. Gives me a good laugh. Hap is low key funny. He's the low key funny guy. Um, you know the subtle jokes here and there. So those would be my top three. You asked of all time. Is there someone that kind of cranked in your head when that question was asked about the funniest player through your career? Yeah, for sure. Uh, there was a guy last year, and I played with him on the Cardinals. Nick Martini. He's from Chicago. Yeah. Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. Yeah. Uh, the funniest guy I've ever been around. But uh, also, Hunter Pence is really funny to be around, too. Is there ever a time in your career, whether it was in the minors or the majors, where you sat there and you saw somebody pitching to you, you were like, holy crap, I saw this guy on TV. Like, kind of a moment when that pitcher was out there on the mound and you're looking and you're going like, I can't believe I'm facing this guy. Yeah, uh, Max Scherzer. Um, he probably tops the list, just like, stepping in, you're like, this is Max Scherzer. <laughs> Let's go. Did you get a hit? I did get a hit, yeah. Nice. Oh. Yeah, he scares the shit out of me. I'm not even in the batter's box. He's got the two eyes and he's snarling and God only knows. Question back there. When we did a shot at the event? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. I, I, I don't think that. I'm just kidding. I do. Did I do. Family? Yeah. Oh. Shots, Damn. shots, shots. Just a reminder that what happens at a Club 400 party stays in Club 400. Thank you, thank you very much. Any other questions, Dan? All right. Question right here. Wait, what's the second part? Second part? He had a two-part question. He was the nickname. Where did it come from? Oh. Who gave me that nickname? Um. I don't know who, like. I don't know who gave it to me, but a lot of my friends started calling me it, and then uh, my brother-in-law has called me P-Wizzy a lot, and then I think I just put it on my Instagram, and then it just, everyone just started calling me P-Wizzy. Just makes sense. Obviously, COVID screwed things up, but when we talk about Players Weekend jerseys, have you thought about what you would put on the back? Yeah, probably P-Wizzy, unless I, maybe some, maybe I'll do like a Instagram or Twitter thing, but look for recommendations. I'm sure people can come up with some funny things. As a bobblehead collector, I have to ask you, do you have your own bobblehead and did you give some away? Because it is a pretty cool bobblehead. I do have my bobblehead, thank you. It's on uh, my nightstand. I say goodnight to it every night. <laughs> Just kidding. But really. <laughs> City Connect jersey and everything. Yeah, and it's got the you know the jersey tug and, and the chain and yeah, it's good. Uh, one of the better bobbleheads I've ever seen. It is. Yeah. Question right here. Hi Patrick, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good. Question, deep dish or thin crust? <laughs> <laughs> Have to mix it up, right? Yeah. Uh, she said deep dish or thin crust pizza. I'm going uh, deep dish. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Question right back there. Go ahead. Oh, are you a good dancer? My mom wants to know if I'm a good dancer? She's the one who taught me how to dance, so of course I'm a good dancer. Yeah, no, don't listen to anything she says. <laughs> that leads to a whole bunch more questions. What did she teach you how to dance? Was it like ballroom dance, like like modern dance? What do you, what do, you do? Uh, more like funk and disco. Nice. Yeah. 
Because I will say it, is that if you remember, Kyle Schwarber, when he would come out to left field, and he was a dancer from a, some sort of dancing group, and he would do a little thing. Have you ever thought about coming out and doing some sort of shuffle? Ah. <laughs> I never thought of that, but hey, maybe you guys just have to watch me closer, and I, I might give you something. All right. Any other questions for Padu? Go ahead. Hockey puck bat. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I bring out the big knob every once in a while um, when it serves its purpose. Does it help with the bat speed? Out of curiosity, help? what do you think that that does when you have that when you have that bat that has the the big uh, donut like on the bottom? Right. It gets the barrel through quicker. Yeah, it's uh, it helps with my swing plane and uh, you know bat speed. It's just a, some weight underneath Sorry. your hands, so you don't necessarily feel it in your swing, but you can get a bigger piece of wood and it can be heavier, but without affecting your swing, essentially. Is this for you or for your daughter? All right. Wait, if, if? How many hours of what? Ian, get up. Who belongs to that? Ian, get up. I don't know if I could quantify the amount of hours. I think it just became a lifestyle. Uh, I was just so immersed in it. Uh, my parents did a good job of giving me every tool I needed, every coach I needed, um, you know, whatever it could be, any type of camp, I was there. Um, but like I said, it just became a lifestyle. It just uh, That's all we did, that's all I wanted to do, and that's all I wanted to become, and now I'm here. And I think, you know, we've watched a lot of the, you know, if you have Marquee, the road to Wrigley, and they kind of go through that. And to be a minor leaguer and make it into the majors, you need to have one heck of a support system. So how did that work for you as far as your family? I mean, your wife, your kids are here, and, and people don't realize how much of a grind. I mean, like sometimes when you get traded, when you get moved, you have to pick up and go. And so your support system has probably meant so much to you and helped win your success, correct? Absolutely correct. Uh, yeah, my family, uh, you know, been there since day one, obviously. Uh, my wife has been through it since college, and she knows the ups and downs and the ins and outs of it all. But um, like you said, you got to have a, a strong foundation, strong family uh, support system that, you know, keeps you in your lane, uh, lifts you up when you need lifting, brings you down when you need to be brought down. Um, but just ultimately just having your back whenever you need it. So I'm, I'm super thankful for that. Patrick, there's some of us that have been to a lot of these parties right here. I just want to say Patrick Wisdom's family is here, his wife and his kids, his mom and his dad. Let's give a big shout out to his parents and his family tonight for joining us on this rooftop, man. That's awesome. I said the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree and you guys raised one great son, man. That's for sure. Wow, it's going to be so... As it goes right here, man, is that a lot of times after a party, we talk about the players. I'm not going to lie to you, man. And the thing that I heard about you, and Stu kind of just alluded to it, is that the thing that makes a party is the player and their personalities and how they interact with the fans. Because all of these people that you see in front of you here, man, they came to help support Club 400, but they also came to see you. And the one thing I tell people, and people don't ask me about the Club 400 parties, and I'm like, you know what, there's certain guys like you that just make it such a fun event. And so as, as a fan, I just wanted to say, you know, on behalf of Club 400, thank you for what you've done to help Club 400. Your, and, and just as a Club fan, your interaction with the fans, you guys, I, I, 
I saw you stop for every single kid in that path. Walk, and those of you that have been to spring training know what I'm talking about. You got that path from the center to the field. And there wasn't one fan that you turned down. And for those of us that have been around a long time, Stu and I are getting a little long in the tooth, we recognize that man. And so we, we love the fact that you're here. And I'm glad that the very first Club 400 rooftop fart party, Palooza, that you were here, Patrick. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you.